Hello, I'm Major Adrian Allman. And I'm Captain Claire Allman. Welcome to the Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army podcast series. Birmingham Citadel is a Christian church located in Birmingham City Centre here in the UK. Each episode is a live recording of the Bible message shared during the Sunday worship service. It's good to have you share with us. And as you listen now, we pray that God will speak to you. May you know God's abundant blessing today. I love birthdays. I love the fact that each year we celebrate the anniversary of the gift of someone or something in our lives. Today is an exciting day because it's the birthday of the church, Pentecost. We've got a special cake all ready to celebrate in our house. On this Sunday, we remember how the Holy Spirit came to Jesus' followers. We celebrate today God revealing himself in all three forms, Father, Son and now Holy Spirit. The Father came to tell us the way to live, the, the Son came to show us the way to live and the Spirit comes to enable us and empower us to live in that way. We celebrate the coming together of the Trinity this morning. We celebrate the power of God in the form of the Trinity. So press pause and remind yourself of what happened on that first Pentecost by reading in your Bibles Acts 2, 1 to 13. So let's pray together. Glorious Trinity, make your presence known today through our worship, our prayer and the reading of your word. Today, as a church throughout this world, fill our outstretched hearts with your spirit. Encircle us with your love and make yourself known to us in new ways, exciting ways, challenging ways. Empower us and inspire us. Amen. I like the story about three gold miners who found a rich vein of gold in California during the gold rush days. They realised what a great discovery they had and decided we've a really good thing going here as long as no one else finds out about it. So they each took a vow to keep it secret. Then they headed for town to file their claims and get the equipment necessary to mine the gold. True to their vows, they didn't say a word to anybody. They filled in their claims, bought the equipment and headed back to their mine. But when they did, a crowd of people followed them. And the reason was because the expression on their faces had given them away. Their faces were a glow in anticipation of the wealth that soon would be theirs. People knew that they must have found something very special. So a crowd followed them out of town. It's interesting that some of the people who were there at that Pentecost noticed that there was something different about those apostles. They even thought that they might be drunk because of the excitement and the joy that prevailed on that day. They couldn't hide it. A famous motivational speaker was once asked about his most difficult speech. He answered, well, it was when I was asked to speak at a national convention of undertakers. My topic was to explain to them how to look sad during a $20,000 funeral. You see, when there's joy inside, it's awfully hard to keep it from showing. Then there's the story that Philip Yancey writes about a little boy at church with his mother. He was a good boy, quiet and well behaved. He didn't cause any problems, but every once in a while he would stand up in the pew, turn around and look at the people behind him and smile. His smile was infectious and soon everybody behind him was starting to smile back at him too. 
It was all going fine until the mother realised what the little boy was doing. And when she did, she grabbed him by the ear and twisted it about, told him to sit down and remember that he was in church. Then he started sniffling and crying and she turned to him and said, that's better. It's kind of sad, isn't it, that some have the impression that when we come to church that it's all gloom and doom and that there's nothing here to really bring joy into our lives. But Pentecost says that the early Christians discovered joy unspeakable in the church of God. Again and again, Paul writes, rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Pentecost was a once in history event when the church was born. So let me share with you three things that we learn from Pentecost, which should bring us joy and excitement and make our hearts burn with anticipation of being a part of this church and being part of God's mission. First, we see that the church was created by God. The church is immortal. From the beginning of time, before the foundations of the world, God had in his mind the church. And he promised that even the gates of hell would not prevail against it. So Jesus came into the world and after his death, burial and resurrection, the church is formed. The church comes into reality on the day of Pentecost. Some may think that Simon Peter called a meeting of the apostles and said to them, Now we're here today to talk about whether or not we ought to start a church. They discuss that for a while and then James makes a motion and John seconds the motion and then they vote to start a church and then they start a church in Jerusalem. Well, of course, it didn't happen that way. Did you hear what the word said? It said, suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from. Where? From heaven. God started the church. God created the church. God brought the church into being and it is his church, not ours. We are just part of it. It is essential for us to realise that. And God wants his church to stand for the truth, to be unshakable in our presentation of the gospel, because the church belongs to God. It is his church, not ours. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit which gives us the confidence to stand up for what we believe, for the truth of the gospel, even when we're unsure of the reception. I used to love listening to Terry Wogan on BBC Radio 2. As I travelled to school, my dad would have it on in the car and then when I started work, I'd put it on in my own car. And then we moved to, to Chris Evans and I didn't think anyone could replace Terry and Chris didn't, but I learned to love him as well. And now we have Zoe Ball. I like Zoe generally, but I've switched off her morning radio programme now. Anyway... Every morning they have a pause for thought and every now and again one really resonates with me. And a few years ago on Chris Evans' breakfast show I listened to this pause for thought um, that was given by an Anglican priest who was also a prison chaplain and she was speaking about the Pentecost experience and it really stuck with me so, so much that I, I found the script and I wrote down some of what she said and here's what she said. It must have all seemed very odd, but after this strange day, these ordinary people found the conviction and the strength to start spreading their message of hope and love. It's a difficult thing to do, standing up for what you believe in, when people think you're odd or uncool or just going against the grain. I've come across many young lads in jail who are there because they didn't have the courage to say, hey, that's enough, let's not do this. But it doesn't have to be in a dramatic or criminal circumstance. 
I bet we can all think of times when we stayed quiet or non-committal because we felt stupid or didn't want to be a lone voice amongst the crowd, but we've known deep down what's really the right thing to do. For the first disciples, having the courage to stand by their convictions meant that, in time, others caught on and began to join them. I believe we can take some encouragement from this, especially when we are wondering whether to speak up or not. Lone voices eventually become a chorus. This lady was talking about having the courage to stand for truth, the truth represented by God's church. Peter did it at that first Pentecost. Peter, the great denier, now the great proclaimer, the great evangelist, preaching the truth of God's church because of the work of the Holy Spirit in his life. Paul writes to the Romans, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. That power of God through the Holy Spirit. So let's not be ashamed of being part of God's church. Let's rejoice in being part of this wonderful way in which we can bring fullness of life to people through the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. Let's ask that the Holy Spirit would make us bold and confident in Christ to speak his truth. Secondly, we learn from Pentecost that the mission of the church is to communicate the love of God to a lost and dying world. The theme of Pentecost, believe it or not, is communication. When you read about Pentecost, the truth that comes to the surface is that God gave the gift of tongues to the apostles for one purpose, and that was for the purpose of communication. They had a problem with communication because people had come from many different nations. And when you read the long list of nations, you realise that a language barrier existed. Because God wanted each of them to hear the message in his own language, he performed a miracle. He gave the apostles the gift of tongues so that they could communicate his message and the ability for all to understand. The mission of the church is to communicate the message in an effective way. Now, if God wants to give us a miracle to do that, let's praise him for it. But we need to do whatever we can to communicate it. The mission has never changed and the moment you become a Christian, God commissions us to share this simple message with our little section of the world. I was reading about a man called Rockin' Rollin' Stewart who travelled to many of the American great sporting events and Super Bowls and held up a giant sign saying John 3.16 for all to see, those in the stadium and those watching on the television as well. Rockin' Rollin' Stewart Rockin is a nickname. His name is Roland Stewart. Roland Stewart was an alcoholic. He met Jesus, accepted him as saviour, became a Christian and he brought his alcoholism under control. One day, the idea struck him that if he could get into the major sporting events and put the word of God before the people, it would be seen by hundreds and thousands and maybe even millions of people. So for a number of years, Rockin' Rollin' Stewart, his white Mar Margaret and friend named William James lived a very frugal life and they averaged driving 55,000 miles a year in an old beat-up van, telling their story and using the money they collected to buy tickets for major sporting events to hang out a sheet saying, John 3.16. 
Don't you wonder how many tens of thousands have turned to John 3.16 and read, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Because of rock and rolling Stuart. Now that may not be your thing, but the point is, here is a man who heard God's command to tell the world. When the Spirit fell on the disciples at Pentecost, a dramatic thing happened. They were propelled onto the streets and Peter began preaching to the crowd and 3,000 were saved. You see, when you and I are saved and added to God's family, then God expects us to do the best we can to communicate that message to a lost and dying world. That is the mission of the church and the gift of the Holy Spirit is what convicts us, strengthens us, encourages us and gives us the confidence to do this. Don't let this gift lie dormant in your life. Thirdly, we learn from Pentecost that the goal of the church is to establish a fellowship that is unique. Can't you see these early Christians after they first hear the good news about Jesus? On the day of Pentecost, there are 3,000 new converts and they suddenly share something that has never been shared before. All of them know they are guilty, that they have crucified Christ with their sins. But now they have repented of their sins, they've been baptised, they've been redeemed and they've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Suddenly, they are part of a new society. They've come out of a world of slavery and superstition. They've come out of a world of selfishness and greed and dishonesty. Now they're part of a new fellowship where they can share things about themselves with others and know that they'll listen and be compassionate and kind. They know that they will hear the truth. You don't have to question everything that you're being told. Suddenly a whole different atmosphere prevailed because here were 3,000 changed people that God had made different and new. They were born again. No wonder their number quickly grew to 5,000 and then into multitudes as the church spread through, throughout Jerusalem. More and more people were attracted to them. It was different from anything else in the world. Pete Gregg in the Lectio 365 devotions for today says this our birthday is worth celebrating we are a 2000 year old 2 billion strong revolutionary movement of love the most culturally and socially diverse community on earth day by day we conspire to serve forgive and create beauty around the world we seek to educate liberate and advocate for those who have no voice our gospel has inspired artists from Michelangelo to Aretha Franklin, activists from William Wilberforce to Martin Luther King, scientists from the physicist Sir Isaac Newton to the geneticist Francis Collins. Amidst great tragedy and anxiety, millions are turning to prayer. Church attendance is growing dramatically. The people of God are on the front lines of this crisis we're facing just now. Songs of blessings are reaching far beyond the walls of the church. We have been propelled out, as it were, into the streets with a message of life and hope. These are great words, aren't they? And encouraging to hear. And the church must always fight to be like this. Many will take advantage of us, but the church should be where people can come and hear the truth and be ministered to and their needs will be met in their lives. We are to be a different people, a different culture, an oasis in the midst of a desert, a shade tree on a summer's day, 
a cup of cool water when you're thirsty, a place to come and to know that you won't be rejected, that you'll be accepted and loved. Pentecost tells us that. The world changed after Pentecost because of the church's influence on that world, and it ought to be the same today. People that day were filled with a mission, a conviction to fight for a better way of living, to fight for social justice, to fight for equality, to fight for fullness of life, to fight for the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit breathed new life into people and gave them a purpose, a mission, a focus for their lives. William and Catherine Booth, our founders, when they raised up the Salvation Army, were committed to fighting for the kingdom of God, fighting for lost souls to experience the healing and empowering work of the Holy Spirit, to experience the new fellowship found through being part of the church. Today, may we be open to allowing the Holy Spirit to breathe new life into us, to convict and inspire us to stand up and communicate the truth, to bring lost people into God's unique fellowship. Will you fight for that? In the spirit, we have hope, light, comfort, peace, love and life. My friends, don't let this powerful gift remain dormant in your life. Listen to it, learn from it and step out in faith. Brinley Boone wrote that beautiful prayer. Come, great spirit, come. Make each heart thy home. Enter every longing soul. Come, great spirit, come. As this song plays now, why don't you really pray that prayer for yourselves? Come, Great Spirit, come. And after the song finishes, I'm going to pray with you all.
O God, our Father, help us to experience what the Holy Spirit can do for us. Give us your Spirit to enlighten our minds, to purify our hearts and to strengthen our lives, so that by the help of your Spirit we, we may do and be and become what is impossible for ourselves. Come, Lord Jesus, enter our longing souls and pour out your Spirit on us today. And as you do, may we be filled with a conviction to fight for your kingdom. And so may the love of God create in you new life. May the power of God transform your old habits into new hope. And may the Spirit of God grant you wisdom and vision, emboldening you to proclaim the good news of God's love to all. Amen. So be it. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. So you don't miss any further recordings, please subscribe to this podcast and also share and review it to help other people find and join our Birmingham Citadel online congregation. This has been a production for Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army in the United Kingdom. If you'd like to know more about us or want to worship with us, then visit our webpage at birminghamcitadel.co.uk.